Anna here and today I've got a chapter 6 summary of The Great Gatsby for you. So it starts off when Nick tells us all about an ambitious young reporter from New York who visited Gatsby to find out more information about him. Nick tells us some of the facts that he's found out about the mysterious Mr Gatsby. His name was James Gatz and he was born in North Dakota. At the age of, se at the age of 17, James Gatz changed his name to the much more glamorous Jay Gatsby which happened around the same time that he met Dan Cody, an older man who had made his fortune in the precious metal business. Dan Cody became a mentor to Gatsby, taking him on his yacht called the Tuolumne and employing him in a vague personal capacity, which sounds a bit suspicious. Nothing Gatsby does is ever kind of clear or, you know, easily identifiable. When Dan Cody passed away, he left Gatsby a legacy of $25,000, but Gatsby never received it due to a legal problem. It was at this point Gatsby decided he needed to be rich. Like many others who achieved the American dream during the Roaring Twenties, Gatsby is self-made. That is, achieved is really... Gatsby achieved the American dream in terms of money, right? But did he achieve the American dream, you know, fully integrating himself, you know, social mobility? I'm not sure. Even his identity is a creation. Part of his plan to sound more interesting and to help him towards becoming a success. But the truth is that Gatsby is really not as interesting as the rumours suggested. He hasn't killed anybody... He's really just a typical member of the new money class of the 20s. Nick then doesn't have any communication with Gatsby for a few weeks, but eventually decides to pay him a visit one Sunday afternoon. To their surprise, Tom Buchanan shows up at the house unexpectedly with some friends. Nick describes Gatsby as profoundly affected by Tom's appearance, and he almost aggressively informs Tom that he knows his wife Daisy. Gatsby's kind of trying to assert his, you know, his claim on Daisy. He actually knew her first, and so it must be difficult for him to see her married to Tom. Out of politeness, Tom's friends vaguely invite Nick and Gatsby to dinner and Nick says no. Gatsby doesn't realise that the offer is just politeness and he accepts. Tom is really shocked that Gatsby doesn't have the social awareness to know that he's not welcome and he's unhappy that Gatsby is coming for dinner. He's clearly concerned that his wife is running around alone too much. The tension keeps building between Gatsby and Tom in this chapter. New money against old money. Gatsby's also showing that he can never be a part of the old money class because he doesn't have the social graces they have. He misses the social cues, such as the insincere offer of the dinner party. In fact, Tom is growing suspicious of Gatsby's intentions and doesn't like the fact that Gatsby no Daisy knows him. The following week, Tom and Daisy go to a party at Gatsby's house. Nick thinks that Tom coming to the party might be an indicator that he's bothered by Daisy interacting with Gatsby, and Tom is very arrogant at the party, he's you know, eyeing them up and he's judging them all. It's no real surprise that Tom is unimpressed. They're from two different worlds, and Tom really, I think Tom suspects Gatsby's emotional involvement with Daisy in some way. Daisy does dance with Gatsby at the party, but she doesn't have a good time. She is appalled by West Egg, this unprecedented place that West Egg had begotten, that Broadway had begotten on Long Island. Sorry. The fact that Daisy doesn't enjoy herself at the party suggests that it may not be simple for her and Gatsby to re reignite their love. The huge difference between Daisy's old money world and Gatsby's new money world might be too large an obstacle. As Tom and Daisy are leaving, Tom has his suspicions about how Gatsby actually got his money, wondering if it's something illegal. Nick defends Gatsby and says that Gatsby made his fortune through owning drugstores and not through anything illegal. Why Nick defends Gatsby is interesting. Perhaps he's protecting the American dream, that hope that one really can have whatever they want if they work hard enough. Sensing that Daisy didn't enjoy herself, Gatsby is in a state of unutterable depression. He thinks that Daisy doesn't understand the strength of his feelings for her. Nick tries to explain to Gatsby that you can't repeat the past but Gatsby responds incredulously that he believes he can. Nick then remembers how Gatsby had described his first kiss with Daisy several years before. 
He, Gatsby remembers the event as being perfect, and Nick remarks that Gatsby has appalling sentimentality. Nick is kind of appalled by this, I think, because it's Gatsby's, you know, massive sentimentality that's actually made Daisy completely idealised and unobtainable. She's not even the person that he thinks she is, and so he'll never really be able to achieve her. And also, he's projecting all of his class worries onto Daisy. This sentimentality isn't just about caring too much about her. It's about projecting thoughts and feelings that have nothing to do with her onto Daisy. It's toxic in a way. So that's a really quick summary and a bit of analysis of chapter six. Um, join in next time where I will be looking at the love and historical context in chapter six. Thanks. Hey everyone, thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope it was useful for your learning. Make sure you consolidate your knowledge by clicking the link in the bio to be taken to the free online course. Good luck with your studies.